Ladies and gentlemen, it's a Deranged Penguin podcast. Welcome to it. Uh, we spent approximately four hours trying to figure out why our laptop didn't want to record. It might be on vacation. It's like, what are you doing? You know. Thought we were done with this show. Yeah, I was like, I th- yeah. You're trying to record this show? This one right here. <laughs> we tend to break randomly. Blame it on the children. Or I mean, the goose. Yeah. It is a little bit of that. Um, it's the another goose. week. I mean, you know, like, if, if you're a parent like we are, uh, you can't record at optimal podcast and recording times. I mean, so, look, here, here's a fun fact for you, right? A lot of podcasts out there, the vast majority of people recording you know, like in their phone or something stupid. We have high quality mics. Um, and the other thing is that like a good, the, like the professional podcast you listen to, those are just old radio people that are like, you know what, I could just it, do a really good recording. And they do it like during the day when they're all hydrated and they have coffee. You know, they have prep work. They have like interns, production assistants. People make them sound good. We're just regular people. Like we, we're like the band that sets up their own sound. You know, like Del, you set up Which your own makes sound it for weird your shows. That we have an intern. It's kind of awkward. It would be weird if we have an intern. No, it is. No, well, interns don't do anything. Welcome to life of intern. I was an intern once. I didn't do anything. They're like, "How about you call people?" I was like, "Okay." Started calling people. They're like, "Yeah, that's enough." Not like, him. Don't call him. <laughs> I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. "Um, I mean, they they gave me like a a." A, th- a list of things to do and ca- like i was calling them and i was like asking them questions like do you need assistance on these and they're like uh i need money and i was like i don't think that we can give you money <laughs> i had to look over to the guys like can we give them money no no we cannot give you money Sorry. <laughs> so uh what other kind of assistance do you need <laughs> uh how's it going man it's good i'm tired but we're all tired. We're mm. the, the Tired Penguin Podcast. How are you feeling, Gina? Are you tired? Very, very tired. So we had to take the kid to music lessons. That was good. It was all fine. But we were just burning through our energy reserves as like the kids were just sort of breaking down towards the end. Like, ah! One kid was crawling all over the place on the on the floor, you know, where people walk. <laughs> and, you know, outside, you know, it's gross. At that point, you should just leave them behind, right? That's what I was saying. I was like, we can, we it's have three. We can go down to two. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and then we had to bring bath time, and they're all sleeping, and I want to listen. It just, you know, you're we didn't land smoothly, you know, in the day. It was a good flight, not a whole lot of turbulence, but as we're in there, just kind of, like, was that the a wing that didn't left? hit the ground at the No, it was like, <laughs> at bouncing around. <laughs> I ran out of my patience. You know, that's how it goes. Um, and the other thing I did before I got on here was, was check. I did a Google, and it, apparently there's a lot of SEO for this, right? It says, uh, you know, has the student loan pause been extended? And, like, Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, everybody who's in it for, like, a buck, they have somebody on this beat, and they're just writing an updated story that basically says the same thing. Like, uh, it hasn't been canceled. It hasn't been paused. But we expect something to happen. What um, I mean? Well, I don't know. I saw a dangerous list. Uh, you know, in case you're planning on making big purchases with the money that you were <laughs> supposed to send to your, the government. Always. 
they were like, right, this is the latest already. It's August 18th as we're recording this. Student loan uh, pause ends the 31st, right? So in September, you got to start paying it. Uh, it said, this is the latest that he's gone. You know, like it listed all the dates that he extended it, uh, Trump and Biden. And they're all like a month or two in advance. And this is, we're deep into it, man. He's never been, it's never been payment month. But they said, uh, the Biden administration was like, uh, yeah, just stay tuned. We're going to have some announcements shortly, maybe even on the 31st. And there's been movement around that stuff. He's been out there like uh, forgiving ITT tech loans or something. You know, I don't have one of them loans, so my loan wasn't forgiven. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, here's a hoping. Fingers crossed. I don't feel like we're going to be asked to repay anything yet. Yeah. But I also don't feel like they are ready to just forget it all. Mm. They're mm. just going to keep kicking the dang can, you know? That's fine. I mean, I mean yeah, I'm down. I'm ultimately. down with that. They can just keep extending it all the way until my last days. Whatever and that. means not today. It's okay <laughs> with me. Yeah, my deathbed. They're like, uh, all right, you know, we're we're gonna need that uh, that money. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> so wait for that Zeta variant to kick in. <laughs> Take me now. I got the COVID Z. Uh, Dell, um, have you been following the uh, student loan? Of stuff? course. I mean, it hadn't. There hadn't been much to see for the, a couple of weeks, right? Because it's always been. It's all been the same. Like we hadn't heard anything. The the one thing that I have read though is that they seem to be making deeper progress on general reform of the way student loans work. And so, what I'm hoping is that the silence is because they don't want to go off half cocked, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And have some bigger, some more robust, like, infrastructure sort of changes to it all. Like, maybe lowering the interest rate. Because what I've read is that they want to not, they want to, like, not make it possible for your loans to balloon out of control. To where you owe, like, twice as much as you did you know, when, yeah, when yeah. you took them out uh, after 15 years or whatever, after of making the minimum payment. So I'm hoping that there's there's going to be bigger news than just like an extension of the payment pause. I hope there's a payment pause. I don't see how there couldn't be um, at this point. But $10,000 in forgiveness is going to do nothing for me. So I'm looking for like a bigger, <laughs> something more yeah. r- real and... Uh, has some longevity to it. Yeah, you know, to my my life. Like right now, my loans are just like, I've consigned myself to the fact that I will have them until the 20 years is up or I die, you know? Yeah. So. Um, so. You know, yeah, like I I think, what was I going to say? I think that there is a lot of scholarship, a lot of talking about this now, uh, whereas like, you know, a long time ago, I was like, no, everybody needs to be quiet about this, that kind of thing. So a lot of people are, are aware of it. Movement is happening. So that's good. Um, the other thing that's happened, uh, I, I guess, is like monkeypox is still out there. Monkeypoxing. Sure. There's been some it's COVID. Like yeah. All the way across the country now. Yeah. Uh, it's still primarily in the STD sort of area. 
uh, hasn't fully made the leap over. But I guess, you know, just be careful when you're trying on clothes or something. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, the the other thing is that, like, uh, uh, there's still some COVID out there. Uh, Gina, do you have COVID right now? Dang COVID. I don't think so. Gina got exposed. Know. Yeah. It's like, just when you think it's over, people are like, hey, I may have coughed on you with COVID. Right. Like, uh, you know when man? I spit in your eye? That might have been a COVID spit. That was COVID. That was definitely COVID. <laughs> well, didn't uh, they just change the guidance again to like, you don't even have to quarantine if you yeah. have it anymore? Yeah, yeah they well, said they if you have like, COVID, hey, just guys, breathe harder. We heard you aren't quarantining when you have it anymore, so you don't have to do it. <laughs> and we were like, yeah. cool. Thanks, CDC, for... Pay attention. The CDC right. is basically uh, like a teacher getting run over in the class or like a parent, you know. You don't like, have to sit down. You, know, you don't hey. even have to sit down. Don't worry about it. You can stand yeah. up. <laughs> forget that rule. Just please stop hitting each other. Yeah. Like, like those cartoons where they drew a line in the sand and they're like, do not cross this line. And they cross it like, okay, but you won't cross this line. Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know, man. Sick of COVID. Yeah, I think we should just declare it over, right? It <laughs> doesn't try that? anymore. Didn't we try that? Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, like, it, hopefully, that that's the point we want to reach, right? We don't want COVID to be killing lots of people. Uh, you know, we don't really f- report the flu uh, amongst, like, adult populations too much we say yeah we get your flu shot because it affects children and and viejitos but um you know we're not freaking out about it uh that's where we want covid to be it's not there yet people still have you know complications related to it um and you know uh, it stuff's happening so and long-term stuff i still like i feel like i'm still talking to people who got it last year various times last year and are now still dealing with seemingly you know impacts from that infection like you know stomach problems and crazy stuff like that it's just like not going away yep um so yeah i mean you know there you go just COVID's happening um you know, we we were exposed. We did some testing. <laughs> it didn't. We it came up negative. I swear, all the guidance, and this is the part where I, I don't really, I'm not as harsh on the people that are not following protocols as closely because does it have an S on it? Isn't following protocol, protocol already plural? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I guess a protocol is one set of things, right? Protocols are the sets of things. Uh, but anyway, my point is, my point is that I don't, I don't really, because there are so many different guidelines, right? Like, it, you know, we got exposed, and then you were like, yeah, somebody was like, uh, you have to test five days after, then you can maybe get an accurate one, maybe, maybe that's it, you know? You're like, well, that's, I don't know, okay? So um, it used to be like, you know, you can test three to five days. But now there's like, don't even worry about the three. It's going to be negative. Also, you could test negative, and that's not going to tell you anything because you might have, and you don't know. Because then, so then at that point, you're like, well, what is the point? I mean, are we even? 
that you could probably have it right now, you wouldn't even know it. And you're like, okay, right. well, what is the difference between that and that what we want it to be? Again, you know, that's what we're saying, right? Don't we want it to be mundane, just you know, right. regular? So I, I don't know. I, I can understand when people are like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just, I'm just gonna go live my life. Uh, once we know, knew that we were exposed, we told the people who were closest to us that interact with us, and we were like, look, here's, here are the facts. You can test. You wear a mask. You not wear a mask. Whatever. Take precautions. Um, you know. But as long as you have the information, it's what's up. Well, there was, and then each variant is different, right? In the in like. There was one variant where the home test really never worked mm-hmm. and and only the lab test worked. And then there was a variant where the lab tests were showing negatives, but the home tests were right. And it's, yeah, it's just, I don't know anymore, man. Like It is difficult to track. And so I, I think the, the, the only response to that is to just, you can't be so sure in your feelings on what everybody else should do. If it's not clear, right? And everybody has different situations. You have different access to, like, testing, you know, time, all the other stuff. So it's very difficult to say, well, obviously you should do this, that, and the other. I mean, already the Biden administration say, you know what? We're not even going to pay for these tests. We're not going to pay for vaccinate. We're just going to reduce funding for everything. So it's even harder for people uh, to do those kinds of things. You know what I mean? June. Uh, so, you know, there you go. COVID. So protocol means a set of guidelines. So you really <laughs> do not need to add an S to the word protocol. It means a set guide. of guidelines. So you file protocols. Oh, yes. The yes. sets. sets. Exactly. You have multiple sets of guidelines. No, you don't. Yeah, there's one guideline for doing this. There's another guideline for doing that. There's They're another all part of a set. It's a super set? It's like, think of it as <laughs> myriad. Don't say myriads. Okay, guys. If I can control one thing in this life, it's going to be the words you use and how you use them. And protocol? <laughs> all right, all right. Anyway. Suppression uh, of free speech is what that sounds like. Give me that. Look, we have myriads, protocols, <laughs> and plethoras of protocols. What else you got? Yeah, I got more. I'm thinking of some Let's more. Let's change the name of the podcast to myriads, protocols, and plethoras. <laughs> I'd be a, that would be the that moment when we talk about sets of guidelines <laughs> and then sets of sets. Uh, so, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it's sort of, turns out, you know, a couple weeks ago, last episode, right, Dell was like, this coffee shop, shop sucked. Uh, well, we saw an ad for that shop, and they were like, this shop is the best, the most amazing place ever. So I, we're, we're put in a position where we're like, man, was Dell lying? Was Dell <laughs> lying to our faces? Because <laughs> yeah. certainly the ads are right. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, they used the camera and they had effects and stuff. Also, we right. visited one of the other ones that you went to, um, which you gave positive reviews, uh, and we enjoyed it. It was fine. They had an electronic pour over there. They yeah, did, yeah, yeah. which I call a coffee maker. <laughs> Except it costs ten thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can tell that by the, char- the prices they were charging yeah. me for coffee. And I'll tell you what, like. It makes a better cup than a drip machine, but it doesn't. It still doesn't make as good a cup as doing a it by human hand. arm. Yeah, you like the flesh coffee better. Uh, yeah, I want yeah. some sweat yeah. in there. You know. Yeah, I want to hear that elbow creaking. Little creak bit armpit hair. Little <laughs> sk- skin on. from your finger. Yeah. yeah. Ew. <laughs> Scald it off into there a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. So there you go. Um, St. Louis has coffee shops, and you know they're varying quality, and maybe some that suck. 
are actually good. <laughs> Maybe the guy that was in the ad was there. I don't know. You, you get lied to in advertisements a lot, you know? Look, <laughs> like I said, if the dude that was the owner was making the coffee, it might have been better. I think it was, I said this, particularly barista error. He seemed like he was new and didn't really know how to pull a shot correctly. Uh, so, or you maybe said, that's... You also said they seemed annoyed by your presence. Yeah, they definitely seemed that. Well, the person taking my order seemed that. Yeah. yeah. The other the other person, the barista, seemed indifferent. Uh, <laughs> the other person seemed uh, actively, actively bothered by the fact that we were ordering <laughs> coffee and food at a coffee shop. Eesh, ugh. Somebody supporting my livelihood. Gosh. All right. So, uh, how was your car ex- car buying experience? What kind of car is that? It's a uh, 2022 Honda Accord Hybrid. Honda Accord. Why did you have to buy a new car? Well, so we got back from our trip and turned in our rental car. That was a very nice car and had a bunch of nice amenities. And the next day, Sarah was driving her vehicle to work and called me to say that her engine light was flashing <laughs> and her car wouldn't go over 60 miles per hour. Sweet. And That's I said, why are you trying to go over 60 miles per hour? It's 35 miles per hour the whole way to work. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but I was um, going to make that joke, so that's a good joke. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I looked it up and a flashing engine light generally means that's some sort of catastrophic engine failure. Sweet. <laughs> and that causes the, the car to, to go into a safe, a safety mode that doesn't allow it to go over 2000 RPMs and 60 miles an hour. So we took it to AutoZone to get the codes run and it indicated something and we called firestone to talk to to see if they could look at it and they said yeah i can't do anything with that code we'll have to do a diagnostic and it's gonna cost 100 bucks and i said that's dumb i'm not paying you (laughs) to look at my car and tell me it's wrong and tell me that you can't do anything about it here because that's what they would would have said about this issue so we took it to another mechanic and he looked at it and said uh that the engine bearings a couple of engine bearings had come loose Sweet. And yeah, so that requires a full engine rebuild, mm. and it's going to cost six thousand dollars and take about a month to do. <laughs> yeah, well, for and, him, yeah, because just that one guy there, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> and uh, I was like, um, you know, like I've read about engine stuff, and my understanding is that, like, so you can buy an aftermarket or an OEM rebuilt engine that somebody's selling already but there's no guarantees that that's what condition that's actually going to be in right and even if they rebuild it a lot of times you continue to have some sort of like engine issue like for the rest of the life of the car so i was like man we can't do that like we can't we can't be without a vehicle for a month but we also the idea of paying six thousand dollars for something that may or may not get a spy was just not palatable to me. So started looking at vehicles and I'm a little annoyed that you keep saying vehicle, but, uh, why? 
I don't know. It, just, it sounds very corporate. Car? <laughs> uh, well, we're looking not... for conveyances that, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> it's I, fine. I like calling my SUV a car, yeah, you know. I get it. So it's a yeah. more, you know, catch all phrase. Like vehicle instead of like ride or something, you know. <laughs> something like a just casual. <laughs> I'm looking for a vehicular conveyance and uh, the yeah. vehicular conveyance on uh, uh you want offer. me to say it in French? I'll say it in French. Uh, please, please uh, not. Wait. Spanish. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I was. Looking, so we started looking, and uh, I I was looking at twenty. I was just looking up. The first thing I did was look up what the safest vehicles are. You know, used vehicles or whatever. Oh, this guy's such a dad over here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And of course, the the Honda stuff, according to the Civic, are always way up there, and then. Hyundai, Hyundai stuff are way up there too, but that's what we had. And I have a real sour taste in my mouth about that vehicle. But, uh, was it so, just a vehicle? Was it a car with that, that, one that car? Was it a the sedan? Elantra, it was a, it was an Elantra GT hatchback. Mm. Okay. Sport, yeah. sport mode. <laughs> uh, so they were, so, so everything that came up was like 2015 or earlier. And the prices were within a thousand dollars of the of new ones of the same thing. So I was like, "That's insane! Why don't we just see if we can find a new one?" And so we looked around yeah. and and found uh, found one in Jackson out of a two hundred mile radius. That was the only one they had. One that was the only dealership they had any. And uh, we drove up there. They still had it looked at it it was great they wanted ten thousand more than the sticker price said and i was like hmm. no <laughs> i can't do that <laughs> so we ended up get. i mean the msrp so we ended up getting it basically for the msrp after trading in her elantra too which was fine because i was worried that we were going to just be stuck with that thing and have to junk it or something but uh, like, hey man, this engine needs to re- be I think rebuilt. I've got PTSD yeah. from car buying because this whole story is just giving me anxiety. I yeah. Hate well, the yeah. Whole and running the codes, going to AutoZone, <laughs> going to Firestone, just like getting flashbacks. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember one time it was in college, right? We had a, a Infinity G20. Yeah. Uh, a '96 Infinity G20, and it wasn't the '90s anymore when we had this. Uh, so then you know they're like, uh. Yeah, it's gonna cost like two thousand dollars to do to return it to working condition, and we already knew it had like another two thousand dollars worth of work that needed to be done. That we were like, yeah, we don't got that money right now. And I was like, you know, this car is worth like fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, so like the work that needs to be done is greater than the value of the car. So we're like, that's well, the car that followed that one was a ton of problems too. Yeah, it was because we couldn't afford another car. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that it's good that you're able to go get another car. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing is like, I, I could, we could have taken like a 20 year old vehicle almost or 15 year old plus vehicle that would have gotten us by for however long in whatever shape. I was very soured on the idea of used vehicles from buying this one. Cause I felt like mm-hmm. it's kind of had some issues the whole time. And so I feel like. I couldn't trust buying that. And so the fact that we were able to finagle our credit to a point where they could sell us a new car was, I felt like we hit, we should take that opportunity, you know? 
And yeah. the cool thing is I looked up 2022 Accords and I, the only one I could find was CarMax and they were selling it for $10,000, 10,000 miles on it. And they're selling it for $10,000 more than we paid for it. So yeah, I feel like we're okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've long, we've long since like, I, I, don't know, I feel like we got there from like our parents. They're like, well, you want a car? It's going to last you what? 20 years. That's crazy. I don't know. I, it, like one, they don't make cars like that anymore. I don't think, um, what was it? Uh, was it registering a car here that they don't even let you? Like, if it's ten years older, it costs more money. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah, you need newer cars, and uh, you can say point to the industry. Everybody, you know, you can't even go get a car wash and be new. <laughs> no, it's like car wash is an old car. They're like, it's like no, it's but not our fault. <laughs> your stuff falls off. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, uh, I think there's good reasons for that, right? Like, the cars from, say, 2005, 2010 are not as good as the cars from the last, you know, five years. Um, like, hybrids have made vast improvements. There's electric cars. Cars are just better, right? They're more efficient. Um, you know, they use uh, technology to make them more efficient. They they give you better entertainment. Like, they don't even try selling you, like, a navigation package now. They're just like... They, They've fully gone in on making it compatible with your phone because that's the best way to do it. You already have a phone. You already have a GPS system on you. It's silly to get a navigation package. Although right. when you do have them on there, it is nice to just look at it when you're not just like looking at your phone or something like that. Yeah. You just whatever. anyway. Well, um, Android Auto and Apple whatever put the map up on your screen. Yeah, so yeah. It looks like a navigation package. No, no, yeah. I I, I know what you're saying, but um, there have been times when like I get in my car or like my phone's dead. Or I yeah. don't want to plug it up, um, where it's just cool to have the screen on. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and then like everybody's implementation of like CarPlay or Android Auto, or whatever, is a little different. A little and quirky. sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's nicer. Sometimes. But all that aside, I do think that you know newer cars are better and cheaper to own, and it makes sense to just swap them out every so often if you can. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah. So, you know. Well, this one says, the people say that this is going to last, should last 300,000 miles, which, yeah. you know, so I'm thinking like, we'll, we'll, this is like, we're going to take care of it, do all the maintenance on it. And this will be like Jack's car, you know, like his first vehicle. It'll be 16, 15 yeah. years old. Everybody else is going to be in a self-driving car and yeah. there's poor Jack over there <laughs> navigating it by himself. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you are right about, especially about the technology and vehicles as things that were like special, like you had to pay for the upgrade or like super standard things mm -hmm. now, like, like, uh, adjustable cruise control, whatever it's called. I can't remember now, but um Power lane window. management that sort of stuff yeah. but it's all all normal yeah technology's come a long way in the last few years on in vehicles so mm -hmm. i'm happy I, it drives like a dream it's fun like i enjoy getting in the car and driving you know what i mean <laughs> yeah because um, it's new because you're driving some old yeah. car some old Sweet. beat up car from 2015 <laughs> and those right. days back then no one cares yeah. about that thing you know it <laughs> crank started yourself out in the front <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so you know, speaking of vehicle vehicular conveyance uh, tools, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was reading about uh, like e-bikes and stuff. And here's the thing: if you live in the right kind of area, it makes sense to get like an e-bike or something like that. 
And if you don't, then, you know, there's some network effects involved in uh, getting a bike. You know, if there are a lot, there are a lot of people biking, you know, the, the world around you will adjust and make it so that way it's easier and safer to bike. If it's just you out there huffing and puffing, then you're probably going to die. Uh, it's just you know, people, are, you know, people yeah. are awful with bikes. Uh, but I mean, I, I'd pay two thousand dollars for like a cargo bike. You know what I mean? Like a oh, grocery yeah. shopping and that thing. You know what? I'm pretty sure I told you what? I wanted that kind of bike. Yeah. Way back when. Yeah. And you were like, you know, you scoffed at me. Yeah. Back <laughs> then, it was it was your idea, number one. To scoff. <laughs> I don't scoff at my ideas. At least he's honest. <laughs> My ideas are uh, not scoffed at. <laughs> I had I had a bike and I used to bike to the grocery store in Denton. They had a, had a little cargo thing on the front and the back sides. But it's not a little one. An it is a big one. Sounds like glamping to me. Like just go inside. Just get in your car. <laughs> well, you're gonna buy a whole electric so what, bike what, what, that what does they f- all the work for you and. Holds all your car. That's called a car. <laughs> I mean, I had to drive. I had to push. Eight thousand dollars. It was a manual no, that, control bicycle. That is for that one. Yeah, so. Eight. Th- get in your car. That's for that one. Here he goes. This Yuba Super Camp. There you go. $2,000. Dutch front loader. $2,000 for what? For uh, uh, an e-bike. So here is the value of... An e-bike. It's not. I saw the value. It's two thousand dollars. <laughs> well, here's the value to you. It's that uh, in those moments, right? Like you and I have like huffed and puffed in San Antonio up those hills, right? When we're going up, like. Uh, you speak for yourself. Yeah. New, oh yeah, you're just blazing. <laughs> but there's a there's a certain point in time where you're like in a, in a Tour de France, basically, and you're just like, oh geez, I gotta make it up this hill or wherever. And there's no other option but to just make it happen, right? Now, you can be like, well, you just need to build up your leg strength. Sure, all that is true. But um, it's difficult to put that on everybody. And it's going to make you make that choice and say, let me just get a car or something like that, right? But if you can just turn on the E portion and it helps scoot you up those hills, it works. And so the studies have shown that... In areas where people are using e-bikes, there's a lot of hills like that. Uh, bike ridership is increased like crazy. Uh, the the biggest turnoff for a lot of people, like in San Francisco or something like that, is that the hills are killer. I would ride a bike except for these hills. So you get an e-bike, and all of a sudden everybody's biking around. You know, it's like Where Amsterdam out here. For days. No yeah, <laughs> I would not ride a bike in in San Francisco. Hell no. Well, what if you had an e-bike? Uh, Even maybe. Worse. <laughs> All right, so that was a cargo bike. An e-bike costs about $1,000. Sort of depends on what you're going to get. You can get a radio flyer one. I don't know if I want that one. Well, when you live your new life where you're a <laughs> single person who can go gallivanting on your e-bike, mm-hmm. you let us know how e-bike it is. Look at me, e-bike. And since you're e-biking. broke because you moved to San Francisco, <laughs> you uh, e-biking as a homeless man. It's because you're paying five hundred thousand dollars for a eight hundred square foot apartment mm-hmm. in San Francisco. All you can afford is an e bike. E biking, cause I have roommates in my one bedroom apartment. <laughs> there you go, eighteen hundred dollars for a one. Uh, Rad Power Rad weigh? Rover. Cons weight. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so it weighs 500 pounds. It says it weighs 74 pounds. That's pretty heavy. Yeah, but your top speed is 20 miles an hour. So don't live off the first floor because you've got a... <laughs> Cons, heavy. Can't, can't but you it folds up. A, you can buy a motorcycle for like $2,000. Yeah, but it, in a lot of jurisdictions, they're classified as a license. motorcycle, so you need to get a motorcycle license. Or the, if they're above like 50 cc's, there's a cutoff mark. I looked into this because I wanted a moped. Hey, guess what, guys? Walk or drive your car. Yeah. I mean, so the the deal is that micro mobility, right? That whole thing there, like encouraging Don't the use of bikes, e bikes, scooters, and the like. And he's is, giving me a hard time for saying vehicle. Right. Yeah. Mm. Um, Y'all heard it. Is big. And I think it is the way. Uh, the thing is that, like, yeah, like people. Uh, you know, you don't like walk, but it's very inefficient to walk, right? Riding a bicycle is, is super convenient, but not everybody can ride a bike because, like, well, you know, what if you need to do some shopping? You need a cargo bike, uh, and then what do you got? Hills, yeah. So that's the deal. If you want to, you want to reduce everybody's reliance hills? What on training? cars. You just attach this clever little roof yes. system I'm, onto I'm your. I'm just talking about how cars. And then if, oh, what if you have a kid? You just attach this great little side cart with uh, a safety seating. What if you want to take the whole family? You can attach uh, four to five seats. Uh, you'll need additional tires. You're going to need an axle to support the weight of um, the additions. At that point, you're going to need doors because uh, that's Very special bicycle. Safe. No, you just, it's like a train, you know, you just have. They're all attached to the back, and you just take wide turns, Drive you know. Car. This uh, is not Amsterdam. So yeah, <laughs> the, the the deal with that, right? If you want to reduce most people's reliance on on cars, because those are very inefficient for like the short kind of trips people take, you hop into your four, you know, five passenger Accord to take a quick trip down the road to do something. You don't need that. So you, what you're doing, you, I'm this not saying you need to completely Amsterdam. replace the cars, but for those We're kinds of trips, taking short trips. In, increase and encourage the use of bicycles. Bicycular vehicles is what I call them. Nice. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to buy you an e-bike. You're going to use it, and that's that. Um, that's next thing. <laughs> it's like, go to the grocery store. Woman, here's your cargo bike. Yeah. E-biking to uh, E-biking. How bike-friendly is St. Louis? Not. Uh, it's not, man. You uh, you were here. Remember I told you nobody stops at stop signs? You yeah, imagine? I, was, I was thinking about that. I didn't see. I saw a lot of people walking, but I think I saw zero bicycles the whole time. And then, we Karen, when your e-bike falls on your leg, it's heavy. <laughs> it's only 78 it's not pounds. not going to end well. <laughs> ah, get it off. Get it off, <laughs> Well, so th the, the thing is happening with, like, cars, right? Uh, I was... <laughs> I was in San Antonio. I got out of park to go eat like dinner or something like that. Oh yeah, you went on a trip last week, huh? Yeah, I was, I was down there that? for work. it was great, <laughs> especially when it came to bedtime because I just go to bed like whoop, by myself, and nobody puts you to sleep. Nice. And I'm like, hey, brush your teeth, put on your pajamas, put Where on your pullovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get out of this room, get in your bed. It was none of that. It was just me by myself. And Why am I naked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if I was going to be naked and I wanted to run around, it's I could do business. it. Uh, you know, if I did not want to wear my pull-up into bed, it was fine. No big deal. <laughs> um, 
risking it. Yeah, so I was, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was walking. It took, it's crazy. Just a little, only, you know, just a little bit. Just yeah. a little squirt. It's fine. They come in, they change the seats. The yeah. sheets, not a big deal. So I was getting, I was in the parking lot, I was walking. There was a F-150 something that was at my shoulder height. Like no. the, the hood. Yeah, I walked up to it. And I was like, look at this. What? Yeah. I'm f- in Texas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's my point. Is that like I'm a full-grown dude? <laughs> no, they're making these cars bigger they're and so more massive. deadly. Yeah, and and with all the blind spots. You know what I mean? Like you, you cannot walk. One more reason I don't want to be on a bike. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and I mean, yeah. We, we rode around on bikes. I don't. It's, it is very dangerous to ride around on bikes. I hear somebody getting killed all the time. I'm not excited about it. People are. Hey, we saw a guy just down the street right now, just running red lights, swerving past everybody. I mean, that's a recipe for doing some some murders. And the people that have the least protection are pedestrians and bicyclists. You know. And anyway, so if the way to reduce the car population is to encourage everybody to get some e-bikes i'm like cool i can see the e-bike thing so i'm in on that um but you know what are you gonna do i don't know no. Dell wants his accord out here you know <laughs> yeah and it's quiet you can't even hear it when it's coming so yeah, yeah so you run over yeah, all you... those e-bikes like, yeah what is what that oh, it's like a panther got him but it does <laughs> when you put it in reverse and actually it does even going forward it's just quieter uh, it goes. It makes like a choir sound, like he- the heavens have opened up while you're reversing. I think to warn people that you're, you know, that you're around. Uh, it's pretty wild. The first time we did it, I was like, "What the heck is that?" <laughs> it was the car. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, th- we've gotten so good at making cars very quiet to the point where it's dangerous because you don't know mm-hmm. that the car is backing up. Those cars, you know, like you said, from like the seventies, with uh, they were polluting the sky and stuff, shooting out lead, uh, lead-filled air. Uh, at least they were noisy. They were like do 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 do, and you're like, hey, that car's gonna back up. Let me move out of the way. <laughs> you know? But now, yeah, and now everybody's in these sleek crossovers uh, that are twenty feet in the air, super quiet. Panthers in the night, yeah, run you over. That's why we need to just. Do self-driving cars, man. They need to need to get there. Oh man! So, there, Adam, what else did you get out of your the system? Your week of uh, being away from home. Um, what did you see? Did you go to the what flying did saucer? Did I did. <laughs> did yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least one of them. Uh, like, what what did I get out of it? Like, as a person, or what did I see? Your in experience and whatever you want to share. Um, I mean, this you is know, your only chance to talk about it next week. We're over it. Yeah, Do not I think bring it up again. Yeah, San Antonio felt dirtier this time. I don't know, like, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, it felt smaller. And it could be right. Yeah, pandemic. I, yeah, I was, I was, that's what I was saying. I was like, I wonder anything. if just like, I don't know. It could literally be dirty. It hadn't rained in a while. Maybe somebody, you know, it just hadn't been cleaned up with some rain. Maybe your rose-colored glasses fell off that you had about it. So it's only because you live somewhere else now. It could have been. I mean, I don't know. It, it you know, St. Louis, St. Louis, St. Louis. I, I, it was fine, right? I spent a lot of time in and around work, 
But I did go out and like eat in the you know this and that place with hanging out with some people. Um, you know it's fine. It, you know it's whatever. It's um feel good to finally join the working class. <laughs> no, I mean I. I it gets real tiring being inside of the office, right? Like, you know, you could. I, I was ready to check out like at five, and they're like, "No, it's some." I know some group stayed in there till like eight, and I was like, "You guys are crazy, man! I'm not gonna be in here till eight p.m." Um, it, it is a whole thing, right? Like, there was a meeting in a room, like a five minute walk away, and it takes a long time. It's five minutes there, five minutes back, right? It's completely distracting. A cool thing about working you know remotely is that you can work right up until meeting time and probably a little bit into it mm-hmm. so say at a meeting's at three you can work up to 302 because they give everybody like five minutes to join and so then you can jump in immediately meet and then get out right um but the way it is here you're like well the meeting's gonna start at three i gotta walk five minutes over there so let me walk and then you run into somebody you have a conversation somebody needs help you maybe stop at the restroom it's just a long walk right and then, you know, again, you work from home. Your restroom is like, I don't know, 10 steps away. I don't know. Um, but in the office, it's, you know, down the hall, right? You got to go to the restroom. And you can go by there and then, like, somebody's cleaning it, which is great. But then you got to wait or go to the other restroom, which is at the other end of the building or something like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of logistics involved. And so I think it's kind of weird that, like, Apple and Google and, you know, Facebook, like, we need to get everybody in the office so they can be productive. Because I don't feel productive when I'm at the office doing that yeah. kind of stuff. Right. Me either. Uh, so, so there's that. That's me. Um, um, so you liked it? Uh, <laughs> I think a good part about going there is that it did break some habits, break some routines. And so when I got back, I felt mentally refreshed to do some stuff that I wanted to do around the house that I hadn't already. And so I sort of jumped into it enthusiastically. Um like right now, in this moment, I'm feeling a little burnt out from even doing that, but I'm still kind of ready to do that. Been like, You've been like back, what, about a week now? Yeah. So it's over, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I made some progress. Here's the other thing, too. Like, uh, it, it got so much that I, I finally am switching bank accounts. Like, that was the thing that I had wanted to do because, like, our old bank account was Wells Fargo, you know, and they're, uh, uh, they got like, Fined by the Justice Department like three times already. I'm like, yeah, maybe it's Who not good. Hasn't been? I don't know. Apparently, I've been a member since 2005 there in Wells Fargo. Dang. Yeah. So, anyway, I switched it. Um, you know, and it's a lot easier than maybe I said before. I thought about like, yeah, you know, it's, like, it's hard to do. It's real easy to switch banks. Maybe it's easier now. Yeah, in 20. 20- it's good that you waited. Yeah, in 2022, it's easy to switch banks. Very easy. Versus like five years ago, where it was a little harder, you know. Makes sense. I could, uh, I'm not gonna tell you where I'm banking now, but I did not choose Bank of America because they suck. Their website it, sucks. It's awful. Yeah, it is awful. Is it is it an online bank or is it a brick and mortar bank? Uh, it's an online bank. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's E Trade. I switched to E Trade. Okay. I already had an E Trade account, but they do E Trade. Provided by Morgan Stanley Private Bank or something like that. Yeah. So it's whatever that is. E-Trader. Yeah, there it is. And got out to Wells Fargo. So uh, Del, how has your life been post-trip, vacation time? Refreshed or what? Yeah, actually very refreshed. Felt renewed 
it's it was nice. It's been nice. I've actually done a lot around the house as well. Um, but cleaned all your dirty underwear. Yeah, yeah, Good. did that. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I came back and hit the ground running, but I don't feel just as like completely worn down. So yeah. even though the trip was busy and tiring, there's like a yeah, it was soul lightning or something like that. Yeah. I felt hmm. felt good. So, so it's been, it's like been two weeks now, right? Since mm-hmm. we, do you feel like that's wearing off yet, or are you still riding? Um, I still feel I feel more like on an even keel. I guess I don't feel as like energized from it or jazzed up from it or whatever. But I feel I don't I still don't feel worn down. I feel like that's gonna last. And I feel like as long as I make better decisions and kind of protect my time a little better, yeah. that I can be keep myself in a better state for a longer time. You know. Yep. But it's also been I've also been like okay, vacations are really important, and we yeah. got to I got to start setting aside time and for that every expensive. at least once a year. They are expensive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been looking at the bills. I was like, damn. <laughs> Woo, we had fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a little of that, too. Uh, switching bank accounts, I was looking at the bank statements and stuff. That's right? why you really had to switch. Right? And I was like, oh, I don't want to <laughs> see this statement ever again. <laughs> I'm switching banks. <laughs> what else yeah. you got, Gene? Uh, what about you? Me? I mean, kind of the same. It was fun and refreshing, but and tiring in a good way. Uh, my legs were killing me after that trip. Yeah. Like, we walked a lot. Sarah was sore too. Yeah, I looked at my health steps. It was like, yeah, you walk like five miles or something like that, whatever it was per day. So I think I I was able to ride the momentum of like being very active every day, just getting up and getting stuff done and feeling not easily not easily exhausted by the tasks I needed to accomplish daily, as I was before the trip. But um. I don't know whether it's worn off or not. I kind of crammed a whole lot of stuff into the last two weeks, and so I'm just super exhausted from that. Right. So, I don't know. I'll let y'all know next week what that's looking like and what the outcome of all that extra stuff I've been doing has been. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I enjoyed it. Vacations are important. Yeah. So like um the the Lollapalooza days it was like 13,000 steps it says. Well, <laughs> and then I only recently hit that when I played soccer twice on in one day. <laughs> yeah. When I was running around. so there you go in case you're wondering. Did you guys watch any of the other performances that we missed after you came back online like from Lollapalooza? Uh, a couple. No. Of them. I hadn't even thought about it. Is it on Hulu or YouTube or what? Some yeah, on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. Okay. They've got them all in there. We watched some of. I watched some of the Green Day performance, and we were rewatching some of Metallica. It's cool. Yeah. Green Day's was pretty good. Um. Yeah. Oh, what was the other thing I was going to ask y'all? Are y'all following what's going on with the Trump Mar-a-Lago investigation? Uh, only v- very. From a side, you know, sideways glances at it. I don't want to get, I don't generally click on the articles. I just read the headlines. I'm like, okay, (laughs) that's good enough. That's all I really want to know. I get it. (laughs) 
because they're all full of a bunch of crap. You know, they all say make try to hype things up as if it's like this big thing and it ends up being nothing, you know, or it just kind of goes away until the next big thing. So, yeah. Also, apparently a lot of people are talking right now about the fact that Hawaiians do not want you to come to Hawaii. It even made it to CNN now. And I think that's just because they have. Wait, uh, I'll ask you, does anybody want you to go to their place? I don't, when I was in San Antonio, I didn't want tourists to be there. Yeah, some people do. People yeah. running San Antonio want you to come. Yeah, I'm saying I'm sure if you went to the Hawaii Tourism Board, they're like, yeah, please come. If you went right. to the Hawaii uh, resort owner guy, he's like, yeah, please come. Airlines, yes, please come. I'm saying all places matter. I'm <laughs> just saying that that is just one uh, one We're side represented. Hawaii right now. Okay? Yeah, look, San Antonio. I'm gonna go to Hawaii. I don't care. It's free country. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there and we'll sit on the beach, you know. Yeah. Buy twelve dollar milk <laughs> with the five thousand other people. You're getting Look, out. if I didn't go to go all the places else, where I'm guys. not wanted, I'd just be here, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're not running. You're not wanted here. <laughs> yeah, that's <just> <laughs> you wouldn't be. You wouldn't even be there. <laughs> I'm gonna go to Hawaii. I don't I'm care. Saying, I'm gonna ride an e-bike welcome. to do it, you know. <laughs> you're gonna ride an e-bike to Hawaii. <laughs> I'll figure it I'll out, okay? I'll pay, I'll pay to see that. <laughs> and just take a boat, and I'll just ride circles on the e-bike. Just keep going. <laughs> Pedaling my way there. I'll get an e-boat. Um, yeah, I mean, so I, I think you're right. Like, vacations are important. It is kind of silly to say. But it's true. It's easy to forget that. You just kind of get stuck in a rut. It's good to just take a break. And even, like you said, even if you're tired doing whatever it is, you know, I, I think it's harder to just go sit around somewhere and relax. You kind of get stir-crazy. So it's kind of nice to go and do something because then you completely disassociate from your old patterns, right? Because you have to break, you're breaking, you're making some new ones. So then, you know, you're like, okay, you can see it in a new light. What was important? What patterns are good? What patterns were, you know, just there, but not necessarily fruitful, that kind of stuff, you know? I think that's the hardest thing to do is like determine when to say, I have to stop just plowing through this and yeah. take a break yeah like when do you call it i don't know i think you build in just vacations that are going to happen already like well, not even just for i mean that too but um like even in smaller moments like in your daily routine or in your week when you start reaching that point of exhaustion how do you know when it's time to step away or keep pushing yourself well i think the same thing applies right that wrong <laughs> that you you schedule a break and you take the break. You can plow through it, but you take a break. You force yourself to take a break. And it's the same reasoning is that you don't know enough, you don't know yourself enough to know when you need a break. And probably if you're like everybody else, you're too tired or you know, you can't see it and so you just plow through it. You don't recognize how tired you are. Um so if you don't have somebody else say you need to take a break and most people don't, it's very difficult to have that. They're dealing with their own thing. So you just have the, the schedule. The schedule is the one that says, you know what, it's um, like, you know, so you start your day at 8 and you go to 12. At 10 o'clock, it's time for a walk, 15-minute walk or something like that. You know what I mean? Go outside. Listen to music. Listen to your favorite album. I don't know. You know what I mean? Or, or 15 minutes is yeah. what? Five songs? You know what I mean? You can be five songs. You can have your, uh, your favorite coffee, your favorite drink, some water. Do something. You know, play the guitar. Play the drums. Play the ukulele. 
uh, play the recorder. 15 minutes. And then you come back, and you get back into it for another two hours. And then take a lunch. Go eat something healthy. Eat something unhealthy. Who cares? You know, just go go to lunch. Go do something. And then and you force yourself in that method. I think that will help you. Um, you know. Yeah. I think so. I was thinking about before the vacation, <clears throat> reading a book and thinking about the idea of margin, like putting margin into your life. Like think about margins in books or whatever and having, you know, intentional space where you don't have, you don't do anything. You don't have anything. Mm -hmm. And that's, I'm really, really bad at that. And, uh, one of the things that I was reading about was like seventh day Adventists who uh, take a seventh day Adventists, but yeah, yeah. uh, take inventions. <laughs> <laughs> they, you know, they observe the Sabbath. And they, like, don't do anything. They don't watch TV. They gather with friends and family, and they hang out. It's not that they, like, it's not like the Jewish tradition of, like, you can only take so many steps. They just disconnect from the the hustle yeah. and bustle of the world, basically. And there's been, like, a long study of them in, in California. And on average, they tend to live, like, seven to ten years longer than than other people. And when you add it all up, that's like the equivalent of the amount of Sabbaths that they've observed, right? Those 24 hour days. And so that kind of hit me that like you're, you're basically paying for it, right? You're going to, you're, you're utilizing your life uh, that's set aside maybe for other things for later in life or whatever by, uh, not ever stopping and it's hard to like commit to a whole day but i think it is important like i'm trying to like find a day saturday or sunday that i can just be like i'm not scheduling anything you know i say that and then i schedule a rehearsal because that's the only day i can find a, to do a rehearsal you know but uh man i think it's important I, and i've got i've got to like you know i think we are all in the same boat but i have been very convicted about needing to find that because I want to model that for my son too, you know, that a healthy, well-rounded life is not just like working your ass off all the time, you know? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta be the tree that bears that kind of fruit. You can't just like, you know, uh, I'm gonna point you to some other guy. Seriously, right. he's having a good time over there. Yeah. I, I think it's very difficult to find those kinds of things when you're, you know, you're working for a living, you don't control your own schedule all the time. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it is important to keep some times sacred and for your family. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, th I do think there's a lot of value in like the, you know, like a Sabbath kind of thing. I think we, you know, we were kind of doing like Sundays and that kind of thing. Like, I didn't really necessarily want to play soccer on Sundays, but it's also, I also think exercise is important. It's also the only day I could get. So I think you have to kind of find some compromises here and there. But I think what the good thing is that we all kind of go together, so it is, you know, our time. You know what I mean, like we're all there making those times to do that kind of thing. I think it's good, or we'll we'll try to eat dinner together like most of the time. Yeah, you know, the evenings right. per week. We ate dinner all together tonight, and you know we had dinner the previous night like that. You know, like little things like we ate some of that leftover ice cream that. We bought when you were here, you know. <laughs> uh, but I made a little banana split. That was kind of spur of the moment where 
you know, everybody enjoyed it. They're all excited about the whatever. And then we had a good time. It's a little, little small moments that you can get like that that are, you know, like you're saying, like gathering around each other. Right. It's real easy to kind of do something else. During the pandemic, I, I found myself kind of working through dinner or something like that or, you know, like eating separately. And I had to be very intentional about stopping what I was doing, going to eat dinner, or you know what I mean? Stopping what I was doing, making sure they, you know, help give the kid a bath, take them to, to sleep, take them to sleep, little things like that. Um, because it's really easy just to plow through it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. What do you think about that, dude? Every 15 minutes, I'm going to give you a ukulele and you better play it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's easier said than done, but yeah. Yeah. There's a, the book is called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it is from a pastor and a Christian based perspective, but I think, he, he refers to a lot of just Eastern and more like new age sort of like approaches to well-being and stuff and then puts and places them in a Christian context. So I think you can listen to it without necessarily ascribing to all the faith-based elements of it and still get something out of it uh, or something to think about at least. If you want to listen to it, it's pretty digestible and fast. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the, a lot of people, it's a, all the religions, all the groups, all the cultures looking at the same problem and coming mm -hmm. up with similar solutions, right? Like, you got to take some time. You have to make sure you set a day off. You need some time yourself. You need, like, fasting, you know, it's kind of like discipline and, like, self, you know, self-discipline, like that, that kind of stuff. It also has some health benefits. Um, and then, like, uh, you know, people talking about prayer and self-reflection or meditation or, you know, quiet time or or what is it? Mental health days. All these people say kind of saying the same thing. Like you needed to have some, some quiet mind time. Right. Uh, you need to have family time. You need to have exercise. You need to have work and you need to have rest. Like all these things are, are part of the thing. And, and you're saying, I think a lot of people have, uh, have sort of achieved some, best practices based on their culture and location and you know i think it probably isn't a big deal how you organize it but that you organize that kind of thing that you need to take some time for self-reflection you need to take some time for family you need to take some time for work and you need to take some time for rest so however you're organizing that in your life then you do it if you want to wake up at 4 a.m to to get some you know prayer time some meditation time alone time then do it right if it's saturdays if it's sundays if it's tuesday afternoons whatever and that's your that's your your day of rest then make it your you know but you have to treat it with the same sort of fanaticism that some other cultures and religions and things do because that's the only way you can't protect it or, you know, you said, or else things will creep into it, right? Because if you don't care about it, somebody else will. So, yeah, you know, whatever. So, yeah. There you go. Remember the Tuesday to keep it restful, you know? Or whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. Is that it? Are we wrapping up? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Drench Penguin Podcast. Thank you for listening to the show. Uh, buy me an e-bike. I'll ride it, and I'll, I'll tell you if it's good or bad. And if I get hit by Dell's silent Panther car, well, you know. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> That's what I get. Uh, all right, we're done. Bye. Bye.